So we're hearing about these new record high closes uh, on U.S. stock markets for quite a while now, but it now seems that the JSC has also joined the party. Tell us more about this good news. Yeah, isn't it nice, you know, to sort of in October, October, which is often thought of as the time of, of market crashes and corrections. Um, and, and what we hear are all these new record high closes. I think in the U.S. Um, on some of the markets there, we somewhere between 40 or 50 new record high closes so far this year. So certainly lots of those. And you're right, the JSE has certainly now joined the party. I mean, we've, we've had the JSE trade effectively sideways for um, most of three years. Um, and suddenly since late June, we've suddenly seen the JSC break out of that sideways band. Um, and, and certainly just in the last couple of trading days, we've had 11 new record high closes on the all sharing mix. So except for one day over the last two, two plus weeks where it dropped by literally just a few points, um, we've had very strong performance from the JSC. In fact, in just over two weeks, it is up almost 6% um, from where it was at the end of September. So this latest rally has also been quite broad-based. It's not just the large deal-listed stocks. Certainly we've seen similar sort of performances coming from our mid- and small-cap shares. It's certainly quite quite good. Um, and, you know, this, this latest rally on the JSE did start after we saw some depreciation in the RAND late September. But uh, since this um, started, you know, the RAND has even been strengthening. So it really is quite a, a broad-based fundamental positive move. And this, this is definitely on the wave of on the back of very strong global markets. It's been fueled by interest rates that are still relatively low around the globe. But we also see quite a strong recovery in the global economy. And so there's there's quite a bit of fundamental basis to all of this. I know a lot of people are getting quite nervous to say that aren't markets overvalued and aren't we due for a crash or a correction. And certainly I think a bit of a correction, a couple of percent down, I think would be healthy for markets. But I do think that there is a fundamental positive trend underlying a lot of this that I think still can see quite a bit going forward. Um, I would just caution people that that they must remember that especially investments in equity markets, uh, it is a long-term game. This is You're expected to actually get negative days and, and days where markets do pull back. But um, if you're in it for the long term, if this is about a three or a five or certainly a 10-year plus view, this is the place where you want to be if you want to grow your money faster than inflation over the longer term. And Narina, while the JSE, of course, is making these new record highs, it has recently seen uh, an increase in competition from a number of new exchanges. But who are these new players and does it make sense to have more than one stock exchange in a country? Mm, yeah, that's a good question, especially a country the size of, of South Africa. So we've seen over the last two years that the FSB, the Financial Services Board, has granted four new stock exchange licenses. So um, the, the first one that came about was Zarex. We've subsequently also seen um, 4AX, for Africa Exchange. We've got A2X. Um, and the most recent one is the Equity Express Securities Exchange, or, or also called Ease for short. So yes, we've got a a lot of new exchanges coming up, and I guess one has to ask yourself, what is the what is the differentiating factor? What is the basis for these different ones? And they all really have a slightly different angle on all of it. If we look at Zarex, for example, they and their exchange license does not allow them to list any of the companies that are already listed on the JSE. So they've managed 
to attract some listings in the agricultural sector and a couple more sort of lined up also. But I think the other important differentiating factor of Zarex is the fact that they do same-day settlement. So you actually get the shares or the money if you sell on the day that you do the transaction, um, and which is quite different than, than the three business day settlement cycle that the Jays he has. When you look at A2X, they, the one that have really sort of attracted a couple of big listings, um, they are allowed to have dual listings of JSE stocks, but they've got the same settlement cycle as the JSE. They are specifically targeting the top 40, top 60, maybe the top 100 stocks on the JSE. And so far, they've managed to attract um, secondary listings of Coronation, of Peregrine, and of African Rainbow Capital. Um, and I guess their big differentiator is really that they're coming in at, at much lower trading costs um, than the JSE. So that's certainly, you know, because many of these new exchanges don't have any of the infrastructure legacy that the JSE has, um, they can really sort of build um, systems that are fit for purpose, um, and that's how they're differentiating themselves. But, you know, when you look at, um, at what's happening, I don't think that we can expect any of these new exchanges to rival the JSE in terms of its absolute size anytime soon. But because you always will have those mega-cap international shares really dominating the JSE in terms of its size. But I think they will most definitely take some revenue away from the JSE. And I think it's, um, you know, as always, it's said that competition is good. I think as long as these different exchanges can differentiate themselves sufficiently, then yes, maybe they can actually provide better access for all to listed investments. And Narina, not only are we getting new stock exchanges, we're also getting a new bank. What's this about (laughs) Discovery getting a banking license? Yeah, so in October last year already, um, Discovery announced that they'd received authorization from the Registrar of Banks to establish um, a new bank. And, and yesterday they, uh, they received that banking license. There's still a couple of competition commission hurdles that have to be overcome. And I guess much like in, in the case of the stock exchanges, you also have to ask yourself, you know, do we need another bank? And if we need another bank, how are we going to differentiate between all of these? Because um, similarly here also Discovery is not the only new bank on the on the horizon. Of course, we know that the post office or post bank has also received a banking license. There's also Time, which is a mobile payment startup company, um, which was acquired by the Commonwealth Bank of Australia in 2015. And, and so the list also goes on. So I think here it is going to be so important that we do have that differentiated offering. And certainly Discovery has indicated that they would like to bring the same sort of model of rewarding good behavior which they've applied so successfully in the, in the healthcare and in the life insurance business, they would like to bring that to retail banking as well. So not quite a done deal yet, but I, I do suspect that they will come to the party. And I think much like they were able to, to um, sufficiently differentiate themselves in, in medical aid and in life insurance and even short-term insurance also, I do think that we'll see something similar in the banking sector. So once again, you know, if it's competition that brings differentiated good value for money for, for retail and bankers and savers and investors, then I'm all for the competition.